What's up, everybody? This is The Greatest Show on Dirt, Sunday, October 29th, 2017. I'm your host, Quentin, and... I am your co-host, Courtney. Right? Am I the co-host? Is that no, what you're the saying? host, too. We have coined ourselves. Okay. We are both the hosts. Oh, joint host. Joint host, joint, joint host. host Courtney. Well, we've been getting asked about our podcast a lot in public. Like last night, yeah, we were at yeah. a bar, yeah. and people approached us, and... Um, they were like, oh, how's the show going and stuff? So we promptly told them how many likes we had on Facebook and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. they just want to know everything about us. So, no, we are both the host. And we are fresh off a Stranger Things binge, running on minimal sleep. So if this podcast is a little off, just know <laughs> that we might be in the upside down right now. We're not too sure. But I think things were, like, getting at my feet last night and, like, I don't really wrapping that, me up. Probably. I don't think that I had stayed up that late since... Maybe high school. I don't actually. I don't even know if I ever did stay up that late. I'm going to say like junior high was when the last time was I stayed up that late. And I'm pretty sure the night ended in me sleepwalking and peeing in a drawer, like my pajama drawer. So Probably. I've done it once. Hopefully, I've, I didn't pee in anything last night. We might need to inspect a lot of stuff that's happening up here. Something smelled weird here this in morning. the studio. Yeah. Well, we watched it until 4 a.m. Finished. Stranger Things 2. It I was fell amazing. asleep during the last episode. Yeah, so we have to watch the last episode again <laughs> because you fell asleep about halfway through it. It was like four in the morning. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And I'm scared. I let I let <sighs> I let our dog out last night and I was like looking in the woods and I thought I heard weird noises. See, Stranger Things doesn't scare me at all. It did me for sure. I didn't want to be the next Barb. I thought maybe like I had a cut on my finger and you something was gonna like suck Barb. me into the world. So that makes sense. Because we both have curly hair and yeah. we're, I didn't realize she was that good looking, but that's awesome. <laughs> Teen Barb right there. Um Barb. So if you guys haven't watched Oh my gosh, it was so so good. I think I'm going to rewatch it season two immediately. I didn't like season two that much. You did, wait, now are you telling me you didn't like season two, or because season one was so good, you just didn't <clears throat> like it? Um, and I'm coming off of a cold, so if I sound a little under the weather, it's because I am. But no, I don't know. I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I enjoyed it because it was Stranger Things, right? So I enjoyed it on a scale of one to ten. I would say I'd give it maybe a six or seven. That's still good, though. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it was still above average, but. I mean, season one was so much better. Season one is almost going to be, like, unbeatable. Like It's the, usually like that, though. The suspense that that had was phenomenal. What yeah. I liked about season two is it still had, like, a very strong, like, 80s theme. And yeah. that I love because the 1980s feel on Stranger Things literally feels lived in. It feels that authentic as opposed yeah. to some, like... 2017 director saying, oh, I'm going to, like, create this and make it feel like 1980, but it's something that's, like, really overboard, and you can tell it's kind of fake. I wonder how old the Duffer brothers are. Oh, they were born in 1984. Oh, you're yeah. No, you're, you're born in Yeah, I'm that old. Thanks for telling everyone how, how old. <laughs> no, you, you were born in 83. You're, you're born in 84. You're an ageist. I am Because an you make fun of me for being old. <laughs> exactly. Just because I take Nexium every day because I get acid reflux, that's a little rude. Just because I'm in my 20s and you're not, you're jealous. You are. It's like I told you last night. You need to tell everyone if, okay, I'm 34, and if I was still in my 20s, I would introduce myself to everyone. Hi, I'm Courtney. Say, I'm in my 20s. Please do. I would tell everyone, hey, I'm <laughs> Hi, Quentin. Nice I'm in my 20s. You. Hey, I'm Quentin. I'm in my 20s. Everyone nice to meet would you. Know. I'm Courtney. I'm in my 20s. I would just shout <laughs> to the world, I'm in my 20s. No way. Oh my gosh. Like, you have to feel good. Like, do you need feel like good and limber and like you're flexible still and stuff no and and that worries me for the future because if i'm already feeling this way in my 20s it's all downhill it's bad i was walking up the stairs at work the other day you know how like my ankles and my knees pop all the time the people i was with looked at me like what's wrong man like are you okay and i'm like i'm in my 30s but also i was like out of breath too because every time i walk up the stairs i get out of breath um gosh yeah but so let's talk world series tell them you're in your 20s world series we've got a tie Oh my gosh, it's 2-2 right now. It is 2-2. This, um, 
I think this is one of the most even matched World Series. No, I that agree. we've seen in a long time. I agree. It's um, like it's a fight. You've got great pitching, great bullpens on both sides, um, hitters. Top to bottom, one through nine, they can put the ball in play. Even guys, both of these teams pull off the bench. Um, if they've got players they pull off the bench, they're still guys that can hit. So going into tonight, we've got Clayton Kershaw and Dallas Keuchel. Clayton Kershaw went seven innings in game one, mm-hmm. and he struck out eleven Houston Astros. No other pitcher in all of baseball this year has done that. Do you think he'll do? Do you think he'll perform as well tonight? That's a good question. I think I think he will, and here's why. Clayton Kershaw, it's always been really popular to say that he's like the Buffalo Bills of like Major League Baseball playoffs yeah. because every time, because his regular seasons look phenomenal, he's the best regular season pitcher, at least of our generation, and he might go down as all time. From when he started in the league to now, all of his pitching stats get better. His whip, his average against, his earned run average, as he gets older, those numbers just start to shrink. And this is a guy that can pitch 200 innings in the regular season with a sub-two earned run average. And then when he gets to the playoffs, everything goes south. But I know historically, the Los Angeles Dodgers have leaned on him disproportionately compared to other pitchers in the rotation because he's been their number one guy. And they're not doing that this year. And they don't have to do it this year because they went out and picked up Hugh Darvish. They've got Rich Hill, who is somehow beating (laughs) Father Time or whatever. And has just... (laughs) I love his delivery because after he throws, he does a little dance off the mound. And he's got a curveball that's nose to toes. And he can hit the top of the zone with it, the bottom of the zone with it. And then even though Hugh Darvish had a bad start, which I thought he would... His bullpen alone means that he you don't have to rely on the guy. And also, what helped Clayton Kershaw a lot this season is he only pitched 175 innings. Yeah. And Dave Roberts playing that to where he had his starters. He had so many of them and, was, and had such a versatile bullpen, but on top of that, had versatile starters mm-hmm. to where he could save them in all innings. Right. Which is one of the things I think hurt Dusty Baker because his pitchers, if you look at his four, Gio Gonzalez, Tanner Roark, Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg, they pitched a lot of innings, but on average per outing, they pitched more pitches than any other pitchers, like in all of Major League Baseball. So by the time the playoffs got in, they they were gassed. Gino had a bad start against the Cubs, and they were a weak offense, and then Max Scherzer got rocked for four or five runs in an inning. But I don't think, I think Clayton Kershaw has a good night, and I think Dallas Keuchel probably has a good night. And I think Kershaw has a better night. I, I have the Dodgers winning tonight. I think the Dodgers will win tonight as well just because his his stuff slides out. He's to the point right now where he's healthy, he's fresh, top to bottom with the Astros and their one through nine hitters. He can keep them guessing. Great sure. pitch variety, different locations and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm going to my World Series notes if you can hear the papers. Oh absolutely. And, and I'm wrote- also gonna Get some big league chew right now because if you're in the big leagues, you have to have big league chew. Yeah, big league, so big league chew. I'm gonna take a big dip, so you have to excuse me for a second. Big um, dip of gum. <laughs> but so, so you have the Dodgers winning tonight. Um, yeah. Well, I'm. Re- I see here in my really sophisticated notes that Bring took me a really long time. <clears throat> it says World Series predictions. Dodgers win. Yes. Astros do not. Nice. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Astros do not win. Astros do not win. Okay. So, so you put a lot of work and a lot of time into that. How long did you prepare for that type of work? I really don't want to talk about it. It's embarrassing how long it took because, because it, we, it was poof, It was really thought out. We, uh, we do a lot of research and analytics, a lot of Google searches, a lot of, a lot of data Wikipedia. analytics here. Yep, yeah. A lot of it. And um, my analytics show, World Series predictions, Dodgers win, 
Astros do not win. How do you think the Dodgers win? So tonight, let's say you have the Dodgers winning and the Dodgers are up 3-2. And yeah, this let's series make goes some predictions. Let's Angeles. see how psychic I am. Well, I th- okay, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I want to go first because if I'm right, I don't want you to be like, okay. I said it first. No, you heard it so here. In game, I said it first. So then in game six, you're going to go back to Los Angeles. Okay, no, so I have the Dodgers winning tonight. Of course, okay. Yeah. Okay, right. How long the- do you think Clayton Kershaw pitches? How long does Dave Roberts leave him out there? Does he try to preserve his bullpen and go seven for eight and, Clay Sh- and Kirk Clayton Kershaw? Or does he pull him after five and six to possibly rest I think Clayton he- for a possible game six, game seven bullpen appearance? I think he pitches through full a full six. You think he goes six? Yeah, I think he goes. I think he goes six, and then gets pulled in the seventh. Mm-hmm. Unless he's like phenomenally on point and it has a really, really low pitch count. Mm-hmm. If he does like a lot of one, two, three innings, um, I think stays that, ahead of guys and everything. Yeah, like that. I think that he could. I, I, it just depends. I think he could go seven, like full, full seven, and then that way he only has he only has to pull from the bullpen on eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but realistically, I think that he'll only go six, which is still, I mean, very. Very effective and efficient. Well, when you've got the bullpen that the Dodgers have, it absolutely sure. is. It's bullpen's yeah. probably still a little tired. I mean, I know if, not from last night, but the night before. I mean, didn't they have to like go to the bullpen and like? Well, Alex. Two? Well, Alex <laughs> would pitch five and two thirds last night, so that wasn't bad. But the oh game yeah, be- yeah, yeah. So that wasn't bad. But the two yeah. games before that. Uh, then they, that's what they, they kind of had to use the guys a lot because you Darvish in game three only went one and two thirds. Right. And then I'm wanting to say the game before that, Rich Hill only went four innings. And that's what I'm saying. Maybe he does put uh, Kershaw through a longer start. But, I mean, it really, I think there's so many different um, ways that they can do it. And I think yeah. it really just depends on how well Kershaw pitches tonight. Yeah, and that has a lot. I think that it has a lot to do with how well his pitch count can be. But mm-hmm. anyway, so I have the Dodgers winning tonight. And then they go back to L.A., correct? Mm-hmm. I have the Astros winning that first game. Okay. And that makes sense because it's going to be Justin Verlander against Rich Hill. And I think yeah. I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. Right. And Are you I, trying to steal my predictions? No, 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 no. I already had in my head that I thought this series was going to go Do you see my games. notes? Dodgers win, Astros do not you win. You write like a doctor. It looks it's like I can't read those notes. Yeah, right. Actually, you have really good I have the greatest handwriting. What are you talking about? The, it's I, great. Your notes are tight. Can I tell Mine's old-fashioned. I copied off World Series homework. predictions. I apologize. Yeah, exactly. The, my dog ate mine. Exactly. Please forgive Dodgers me. win, Astros do not win. So game seven. Uh, yes, game seven. And then I think it's going to be a nail-biter. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Because, I mean, they've been really evenly matched this whole time, which is so mm-hmm. crazy to me. But I think that... To the point where it was boring to begin with. Game one was super boring. So boring. Yeah. I thought if this is a prediction, if this is an, any indication as to what the series is going to look like, I'm going to stab my own yeah. eyes out. It was boring because Clayton Kershaw and Kimley Jansen just shut him down. Lights out. Yeah. This historically great offense right. scored one run. Right. Which isn't fun. I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, you don't want football scores, but you also yeah. don't want like a snooze fest. Well, I think the Astros are in trouble. They only got two hits last night, and they were both off a of home run. That's what I'm saying. And That's then, why I think that the, they might be losing steam. I don't know. I think the Dodgers are. Mm-hmm. I think the Astros will win. I think it'll go full seven for sure. Yeah. Well, part of it makes me nervous that Jose Altuve is only batting a buck fifty-eight. And the whole thing, he struck out five times in four games, which doesn't happen to him a lot. He's a funny and guy. And if you look in the – oh, my gosh, he's amazing. He's a funny if guy. you look in the box score, his mm-hmm. average is – I mean, he's been kind of one of the lowest on the team. And he's the guy that's – he's the uh, the catalyst for putting guys on base, doing the guys ahead of him, get on base, sure. moving them around and stuff like that for by the time Carlos Correa gets up to do some damage. And yeah. I kind of think the same as you. I think Kershaw will go longer than six. I think he'll go seven. You do. And depending on the lead, mm-hmm. if it's a tight game, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes eight no. or at least like seven and eight. a third to 
to bridge mm-hmm. Kenley Jansen. Well, I, I bet you one dollar that doesn't happen. That's just my budget. It, so. it, it's it, you know, it's a little bit of a your budget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. Budget. I don't pay you. I bet you one dollar. I, I don't, don't get paid a lot no, here. So <laughs> no, it's pretty much all sweatshop over here, kid. So, After this, you got to do some cleaning. I know. Build some iPhones for us. <laughs> um, oh, that was mean. I think if he can um, start in the seventh, mm-hmm. if he. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes seven and a third, then Kenley Jansen comes in for like a, um, if my math is correct, that's a five-out save. And you just counted <laughs> on your fingers. Because if that happens, because they get a day off. Sure. Everyone has a day off tomorrow. Sure. Um, but what does really a day off do? Like Everyone's like, oh, a, a well, day they off. Just, I mean, well, they just don't have to pitch, so it buys every one time. So if well, you're yeah. a reliever like Kenley Jansen, if, he, if they were playing on back-to-back days and Kenley throws – Six outs worth of baseball at forty something pitches. No, I know, he's gonna be but at that point you're still thing. exhausted. I mean, definitely the travel too as well because they're all the way from the West Coast traveling back to Central Time, so they're jumping a few time zones there. But I think that's I think Clayton Kershaw can go into the seventh. I think you'll see Kenley close it out, get a day off, and sure. then hopefully maybe LA will throw the bullpen at Verlander because they're going to need it. Um, depending what Rich Hill does. Dave Roberts always has a short leash with Rich Hill. It's a mm-hmm. little frustrating. For him, he was throwing his glove in the dugout and stuff last night. Oh, go. was he? Yeah, he wasn't happy at all. Well, Dave Roberts pulled him after four innings. Oh, here's something I want to ask you about. Um, so game two, Rich sure. Hill uh-huh. is pulled after four innings. Yeah. He's got about 64 pitches, and he's on. He's already struck out Jose Altuve twice. Yeah. Dave Roberts pulls him. Yeah. And Rich Hill was mad in the dugout throwing his glove. And Twitter, a lot of people online were saying maybe he pulled him too early because he seemed to be pretty much on point. Sure. So Dave Roberts kind of did the bad thing. In that game, too, they also lost. That was the one, I believe, that was the 7-6 game that went into extra innings. And Dave Roberts almost ran out of bullpen, guys. Okay? So last night, Alex Wood, Charlotte native, went to school literally 10 minutes away. Audrey Kill High School. Audrey Kill High School. He's five and two-thirds a no-hit ball. Then George Springer hits a home run off of him. And then Dave goes ahead and pulls him. Maybe he's just worried he shook up. Alex sure. is already at 84 pitches. And that's probably longer than Alex thought he would go anyway because Dave Roberts has such a deep bullpen. And he goes, he'll he'll use it when he has to because okay. they're amazing. But on Twitter last night, people were freaking out saying that Dave Roberts left Alex Wood in too long and gave up the extra run. Well, so I'm And not- it's almost like Dave Roberts is damned if he does and yeah. damned if he doesn't. Because if he pulls this guy out early when he hasn't given up anything, yeah. he's mismanaging his bullpen. But if he leaves him in too long where the guy gives up a run, because let's be honest, Alex Wood pitched five and two-thirds and gave up one hit and one run. Right. That's a phenomenal outing. And what did it do last night? It set them up for a 6-2 win. Sure. What do you think about that stuff? Well, you- I'm not a Dave Roberts fan, so I'm going to be critical on everything he does. Is it because he's a Red nature. Sox? Is yeah. It he's a Boston Red yeah. Sox? Just, just because of... of him, I don't like his decisions. I think he has poor deci- poor decision making skills. No, honestly, I I kind of feel for the guy. I think that in a high stakes game, which the World Series is, mm-hmm. you're going to be criticized no matter what your decision is. It's kind of like what you were saying, right? You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. He got criticized for not leaving Rachilla in long enough, and now he's getting criticized for leaving him in too long. Um, it's still a great outing, and like you said, they won. So... I mean, I don't know. I think that he knows his team better than we do, so yeah, <laughs> he yeah. probably knows their strengths and weaknesses better than we do as well. So I'm sure. I mean, they had a phenomenal season. They didn't get here by luck. So I, I think, no, hey, let the, the man, let the man do what he's he's being paid to do. Yeah, that and my Dave Roberts. I don't think is changing his coaching style 
from the regular season to the postseason no. because this is a coach that's pulled guys while they're throwing no hitters, no hitters. perfect <laughs> games. He's done it multiple times. And Dave Roberts really isn't changing that about himself. But what really irks me is when managers get to the postseason, they all of a sudden, all of a sudden change. completely change how they run it. Now, maybe in a five-game series you do that because it's shorter. Yeah. But in a seven-game series, like, why do a lot of that? Yeah. And it's it would, it's not crazy to think – that Rich Hill could pitch a game in the regular season and only go four based on where he's at in the bullpen, knowing that they're just about to hit a day off to go to Houston. Sure. So why not do that? But as far as last night, a lot of people on Twitter were saying that Dave Roberts was at fault because he was letting a potential no-hitter dictate the game. But to me, that could not be more wrong because Dave Roberts has never let that get in his way. No. Two, Alex Wood knew he was going to get pulled because he was at 84 pitches in five and two-thirds. Alex Wood and Dave Roberts know that a no-hitter is bigger than that. And the fact of the matter is Alex Wood was on and getting guys out. Right. So I couldn't disagree more with people saying that Dave Roberts was letting the no-hitter dictate the game because the fact of the matter is the bullpen's been used a lot. Yeah. They've been vulnerable to hits and runs, as we've seen, Mm -hmm. because they've been used a lot. And not only used a lot, but used a lot in high-tension situations. So if you've got Alex Wood that's on, you you got to ride him. you got to keep going with him. Yeah, shocker here, but I agree with you. Exactly. This is the greatest show on (laughs) earth. That is what you are listening to. Chili Davis. Chili Davis is now a Chicago Cub. He is the new hitting coach for the Cubs. Chili. Chili Davis. (laughs) The Cubs need all the hitting coach help they can get because the Cubs can't hit. Good at all. Mm-hmm. Last season, their batting average runners in scoring position was like zero. Was basically <laughs> basically zero. They just didn't do it. They just didn't want to do it. It's like when you go to work tomorrow and your boss is like, "Can you do this for me?" They're it, like, "No, nah, I'm good." Like like office space. Like it'd be nice if you could get those TPS reports done. It's kind of like it'd be nice if you could hit the baseball when someone's on second base. Kyle yeah. Schwarber. And it's like, no, we're not really gonna nah, do that. Hard pass. But Chili Davis, three years in Boston, and before that he was three years somewhere else. But it's his. Three years in Boston that I care about the most. I know, I know. But he did good things in Boston. And I have numbers in front of this. When his three years with the Red Sox, the Red Sox led the majors in runs. Okay. And pitches per plate appearance, which is great news if you're a Javi Baez fan. Because Who's maybe, not a Javi Baez fan? Thank you, thank you. But maybe now he won't tomahawk baseballs a foot over his head and strike <laughs> out swinging, right? So that's a huge, that's a plus. <laughs> but that's kind of funny, though. Like, let's see how high, <laughs> let's so see at what's the highest pitch that Javi will he swing just, at. He swings so hard. It's like when he, he swings as hard as he does, and I swear both of his feet are just in do the Do you think air. he just, laughs at himself? I don't know what he does. Do you th- or do you think <laughs> I don't he's think like, he knows what he does. or do you think he's like, yeah, that was, that was a good one. I think he's at. like, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, he's like, at. oh man, just missed it. <laughs> I think he goes back to the bench and he's like, man, I almost had that ball. Yeah, and it's like, like 450 yeah, like, feet. bro, no. That's it was like over your weird. head. Yeah, he's three pitches, three outs, but he's, as his strikeout rate goes up, he hits more home runs. So that's just what you have to take it with. I think but, Javi is the definition of lit. Here's a question. Oh my, Yo, Javi's lit. Javi, Javi is, is lit. lit. We were at Target today. We were at Target today, and I'm trying on clothes because looking like a stud. Yeah, because as it turns out, now that I've been married for three weeks, I just it's good for me not to wear just like black t-shirts all day. That's Brody. That's our dog in the He's our studios. He's oh, we always keep a dog in the studio. Uh-huh. Always keep a dog in the studio. Just to keep our spirits yeah. high. 
So we're at Target and I'm trying on clothes, and there are three kids outside. High school they're, children. They're trying on Halloween costumes, I think. No, they were trying. No, you were in the. You were out there. You, yeah. Yeah, tell us so what happened. So they come in laughing. Like, I thought they broke something, stole something, were high on something. I don't know. They might have been. And they came into the changing room, and they all had like pajama onesies with like tails and. The ones that have like the hood with How the ears. How old were they? Do you think they were in high school? And okay. I know they were in high school because they are going on a band trip. They were talking about, <laughs> but they were all in different changing rooms, and I'm sitting outside waiting on my old husband to try on his his uh, oh. his lace up sneakers. And yeah, I got new fresh clothes. You did, and so I'm sitting there listening to the to these children, these delinquents, having a conversation, and they were like, "Yo." Yo, I'm so glad that that we don't have school tomorrow, but you know, we're going on our band trip soon and this bus is going to be lit. Like this whole trip Indi- Indianapolis is going to be so lit and then they even use lit as an adjective saying like the trip is going to be litty. So litty? I think that's what they were saying. So I, I don't know. So we're trying to incorporate lit into our yeah. vocabulary. I didn't, because even, I didn't know how, one. I didn't know how to use lit too. No, me neither. I thought lit was a term like people used on the internet, but maybe didn't use it in real life. Like in like um, memes or whatever. Like yeah. in memes, I thought yeah. lit was like a meme term. I didn't think people actually used lit. Well, they were also in band. Like, <laughs> so. Is Javi Baez lit based on their usage of lit? Is Javi Baez lit? I think he stays lit. He's, is that a thing? Oh, for sure. I think he stays lit. He, he do he do stay lit. And then when we were in the dressing room, the kid goes, bus three is going to be lit. Yeah. I don't. I, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what that means. What's lit me? I, I was know. In the dressing I wanted room. to be on bus three at this point just to experience it. What are it? the band kids? You told me that band kids are really cool, do really weird no, stuff. No, I never said they were really cool. What? I said at my school they were like really, um, they were really advanced. Advanced. If you know what I mean. Okay, so for their age. Oh, so what's going on? So is Bus Three like a full on like brothel trap house? I guess is Bus so. Three a trap house? Like you would think historically, like if you look at those like corny high school movies, like band kids are like geeks, and they were like these band kids are these the kids game. were like like they're dealing with like money, a lot of it, maybe a lot of women, a lot of drugs. No. I, hey, Urban Dictionary lit when something is turned up or popping. No, did you say turned up? It's turned. Well, it says turned up on here. No, it means turned. Turned. Turned up. Yeah. What's turned mean? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have All to. All the way up. I'm gonna have to. Urban Dictionary turned. So that means you're having. So lit means. Lit, lit means you're having a good time, and lit is everybody an adjective. knows it. Lit is an adjective, and it means that we're excited and having an awesome time. Exactly. Or my clothes I bought from Target lit. I have a cardigan. Is my cardigan lit? Your cardigan is lit. But my black T-shirts I wear every day that are not. They're lit. not lit. Could you be unlit? Are you an anti-lit? I'm 34. I, I think I'm You're unlit. You're the anti-lit. When I was in the dressing room, I you felt like unlit. I was I felt like I was being picked on and I was in the uncool crowd. I wanted to take my clothes and just walk out. I was so <laughs> scared. I was like, they're so cool. But Javi Baez, lit. Javi Baez is lit and the pitches two feet above his head that he swings at, they're all Those are lit. lit. <laughs> yes, but Chili Davis is lit too. No, he's a Boston guy. He's unlit. No, no, no. Chili Davis is a Jamaican guy. He was born in Kingston, Jamaica. That's pretty cool. Here's how Chili got his nickname. His old man gave him a bowl cut, which I've had a few of in my day when I was a kid. Oh, gosh, I've had a bowl cut. Chili Davis's dad gave him a bowl cut that was so bad. Kids made fun of him. They said, would you get your hair cut in a chili bowl? Like his dad put a chili bowl on top of his head that wasn't even. But Chili stuck. That's so mean. And he's a good hitting coach. Did I go over the Boston Red Sox numbers? No. On the, uh, no? 
I should go over him real quick. Hold on. Well, no, our dog Brody was lit too. If you heard him barking in the background five minutes ago, he was real lit. So I had to take him outside and he lit up the neighbor's yard. If you know what I mean? He sniffed around like a scientist found the specific spot and he did his thing. But here's what Chili Davis has done in Boston. Boston's had good numbers with Chili Davis. The three years that he was in Boston... <laughs> Why is Brody, he sniffs around and finds the exact spot. You would think he was out there, like, studying the grass and the soil. And, like, he takes, like, 10 minutes, and it's so cold outside right now. Yeah. It's 39 degrees. But here's Chili Davis. Three years in Boston. Okay. His team led the majors in runs and pitches per plate appearance. I did go over these numbers. Because then that's when we talk, talking about Javi Baez, I think. Yeah. Okay, we did go over these numbers. But if we didn't, I'll just edit it in. So, or the I wrote down questions. <laughs> Are you drunk? Okay, so next year. Okay. So now the Cubs have a new hitting coach. So okay. this is a good thing because the Cubs were really bad at hitting this year. Will Chili Davis, do you think Chili Davis is going to make a, one, a first year impact? No. On this team? You don't think he will? I don't. Okay, so I think that here's the thing. I think he's going to get credit even if it's undeserved because you couldn't do much worse than what they were doing. Oh, you could. I mean, you could. could. Okay, right. Let me eat my words. But I don't think. I think even if they see some of a bump, which I think because they're good hitters, like the team is comprised of usually kids who can hit the ball. So what I'm thinking is even if they do show like a slight bump, which they need to because they were so underperforming based on their aptitude, I think that once they start hitting better, people are going to automatically attribute that to Chile. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I'm going to look at three things though one Addison Russell he's underperformed hitting since he's been in the league and he regressed big time last year true Addison Russell comes out of that that's going to be huge number two Jason Hayward Jason Hayward's last year better this year than he did last year minimally it wasn't much at all it was a marginal I don't know last year we would joke we would joke around if Jason Hayward got on got up to bat we were like oh that's an automatic out. Well, he, I didn't do that as much. No, this not year. as much because he was hitting more balls in the air. He was hitting them harder, but he was still a lot of hard hit balls. He would get. He would turn on them too far, drive him foul the whole nine. But his last year in St. Louis, before he got the big Chicago contract, he was two ninety as a leadoff hitter. Oh. Two oh, ninety nine. He was just under three hundred. But number two, I'm going to look at Jason Hayward. Okay. Okay. So if Jason Hayward can pick up the performance, because he's still all owed. Probably more than $150 million on his contract. They need to get that performance because they have a lot of money invested in it. Yeah, but his glove alone. And then number three, and this is going to be um, – I'm going to lump together guys like Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, and like Wilson Contreras. Runners in scoring position, Chris Bryant was an MVP in 2016, but his runners – his hitting – clutch hitting – has never been good, and it was really bad last year. I was as underwhelmed well with the whole by, team. Yeah, I was underwhelmed by Chris Bryant last year, honestly. Well, if you look at Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo, as they played last year, they were just guys batting just under 300 with 30 home runs. Those are a dime a dozen these days. They're going to yeah. have to – and that's they. Ha, those are good numbers, but they're going to have to hit in the clutch. Yeah, it's like, okay, show me what else you can do. <clears throat> so if those, things, if those things improve, I don't know if I'll attribute it to just it being luck as much as Chili Davis coming in there because the numbers don't lie in ball. Austin I know. At all. I know. I'm so, just being a hater. No, no, that's fine. I mean, that's your announcement. I mean, well, what you're saying is not too far off because he might take a little while to 
make an impact. That's true. It's you know? hard sometimes well, to come in your first year yeah, and really well, be impactful. And it could even be like a half a season type thing. That's true. You know, because they all have to like get to know each other. The hitters are going to have to trust Chili. Certain guys not might not be. You got to trust Chili. Imagine having a coach trust being Chili. like, "Hey, Chili, I need to talk to you about something." Like I just couldn't take that seriously. Do you think they call him Chili? Yeah, he goes by Chili. He's always been Chili Davis. That's just so. I have a, I have a ton of baseball cards. Chili Davis baseball cards. California Angel. Um, another move the Cubs made: Chris Basio. Oh. Pitching coach for the last, ooh, maybe six years. He was pitching coach for a while. I really liked him. I like Chris Bosio. I'm on the fence if this is a good or bad thing or not because Chris Bosio's worked wonders with Pedro Strope. Who did they get to Kyle replace Hendricks. him? Okay, so this might not be a bad thing. So Jim Hickey okay. was the pitching coach for the Tampa Bay Rays with Joe Madden. Sure. Jim Hickey is the pitching coach now. Do you think Joe Madden had something to do with it then? With getting Bazio out? Yeah. Mm, to get his guy in? No, well, I don't know. I think the way or is that teams are ran these days, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Jed and Theo made that decision and then it kind of gets handed down to Joe. Because I think Joe was on board with the pitching side having a different voice because the pitching underperformed. And it, even the bullpen was shaky in 2016, especially during the postseason, and it regressed this year. Yeah. That's going to bleed through. Oh. Um, so I think like a change in voice would have been pretty big for that. Um, I just didn't know if Joe Madden had something to do with the decision because it was his guy. Get so, rid of him? Well, no, 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 no. The new hire. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would imagine Theo would have talked to Joe and been like, hey, what do you think of this guy? Because Jim Hickey was available. His contract had just ran out. Sure. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Did they perform sure. well together? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they were... Jim Hickey, I think, was the pitching coach when Joe Madden took the Tampa Bay Rays to the World Series. Oh, so that might have something to do with the decision. So that would be a good thing, too. And also, okay, two things. Dave Martinez, the Cubs pitching coach. Sure. He's been a – or excuse me, he's a bench coach. Sure. He's been a bench coach. Bench coach under Joe Madden for 11 years. So he just took the job in Washington. Yeah. And I just read now there's a rumor that David Ross could be the bench coach for the Cubs. No way. That would be a huge. That would be a game changer. It just changer. scrolled on my Twitter feed when we were like taking Brody through his madness, the sweet beep pop. <laughs> and I'll have to read the article and get back like on the next How episode. How cool would that be? So what That'd do you think that does for, for morale? Well, I mean, it's going to have to do a lot because it's. The season is 162 games. Yeah. And things go well and things go bad. And sure. the, the grind and that, even Chris Bryant, he attested to it after the season was over, just saying, listen, a lot of us guys just need a break. We're tired. People, we are. We're yeah. tired. You know, we do this thing all year long, even in the off season, we're still working. And you need voices and relationships in the clubhouse to where when things aren't going bad, personally, everything's good and people still have the ability to just have fun. Yeah. Because this is a game where, I mean, we all, I mean, our dads taught us to play this game when we were five, six years old, right? And I was two. Two, oh, perfect. <laughs> and so, and it's even like when you're at work, just like the dynamic that's there and the ability to have sure. fun with people, sure. do things together on off days and stuff. So to have a good bench coach, because Dave Martinez apparently was respected by vets, rookies loved him, to get David Ross in there and just to have that 
I mean, he's magnetic, his personality. Just his ability. Look what David Ross did in Chicago. His ability to build rapport with the city alone yeah. is amazing. See, I'm and surprised that, that, I mean, I'm not surprised about that, but I really thought he was going to go to ESPN and be an announcer. Well, I mean, he had, he was last year, you know, because he was on yeah. a lot of Sunday Night Baseball and No, stuff. I know, but I thought that was going to be his full-time but gig. His destiny, he, you know, a lot of catchers always go Coach. and will jump into coaching. Yeah. And David Ross is one of those guys to where he, he was a catcher, so he understands the game. He knows sure. how to manage the game. But also just with his personality alone. I mean, did you see him on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, like, he can fun Yeah, guy. he can rally the, a team. He can rally. I mean, heck, he rallied America on yeah. Dancing with the Stars. And he can teach the bullpen how some to more dance, dance moves. <laughs> and hopefully the Cubs put some more runs on the board next year and he's got so to teach them more dance more. Yeah. So they can dance more. Exactly, you know, because <laughs> he's an experienced guy. That's funny. But that, that would be huge. So I think the Cubs with the Chili Davis That would move, be so cool. Could you imagine David Ross in there? What it would do to I'll the city that. and the players. Like yeah. it would be like that 2016 team's like kind of bad. I mean, what's that going to do to a young guy like Addison Russell who's had personal stuff Hook going on in his life? Him and stuff. Oh, do you know yeah. Addison Russell coming up was ranked higher – um, as like a prospect higher than Carlos Correa. Really? Shortstop for the Astros. And yes. higher than Francisco Lindor. Shortstop for the Indians. That's how... Then he's kind of underperforming. He is underperforming. That's the thing. So that's why I like Chili Davis coming for guys like Javi and Addison. Because when they're swinging the bat well, they're really on because their defense is on point. Yeah. So if that hitting can come with it. That's why I really like Chili Davis coming in because of the numbers he put up with the hitters in Boston, but also to get a new voice with the bench coach, like if David Ross were to come in there. And then, of course, the pitching coach move I think I like because their arms in the bullpen, they were underperforming. Everyone all across the board was walking too many batters. Um, the Cubs had a lot of pitching woes early in the game. Yeah. First few innings, it was really bad. And the Cubs are going to have new pitchers come in next year. It's not likely that Arietta will be back or Lackey will be back. Did Lackey announce that he was retiring yet? No, not yet. But you know when they won the uh, when they won the division, mm-hmm. John Lester was basically throwing a party for him in the dugout. Yeah, no, I saw that. Toasting beers and saying, let's send this guy out. Yeah. But all John Lackey would say is, I'll talk to the boys after the season. Sure. So I don't know what will happen with him for sure. He's... He's a competitor that he can still pitch. He can still throw. He um, Throw at somebody, yell at somebody. He can throw at you. He can yell at you. <laughs> he, he loves to yell at us. I loved him and Wilson just bashing that umpire and both getting ejected. Oh, I love that it. so much. Poor Joe Look Madden. at the camaraderie. They don't even know what each other's saying. I loved it. Well, when that <laughs> happened, I thought that's one of the best things Wilson Contreras could have done. Is oh, absolutely. Go down with his pitching. Oh, yeah. Like was probably like, yeah, thing. man. Yeah. Baseball's like a weird sport because you can get kicked out of a game and somehow Ever help your team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, Joe Madden got the boot. Like, this is a good thing for the oh, team. Oh, yeah, we got to perform better. It's like, wait, what? Your coaches got thrown out, bro. I'll yeah. have to show you some of those old clips where, like, Lou Pinella was getting kicked out of games and, like, throwing his hat down and yeah. kicking dirt. No, just, I like, love that. Screaming out. Oh, that would be me ever. as a coach. I think I would get into a lot of trouble if I was a coach or a player. I think or you anything. could possibly be the Dennis Rodman. Of, <laughs> you're the Dennis Rodman of this podcast, I think, for sure. Um, I guess, well. I guess maybe we'll close this thing out. We okay. got some good Cubs stuff in. Yeah. What do you think the Cubs are going to – oh, a couple questions on the Cubs. Sure. Um, so with the changes that they've made, mm-hmm. first question is who do we think, if anybody, the Cubs are going to deal next year to get starting pitching? Because it's obvious that the Cubs need pitching yeah. and they probably need starting pitching. So what, if any – do we think youngsters the Cubs might send off? First guy, Kyle Schwarber. Is Kyle Schwarber yeah, a Cub Kyle all year? No, I think Kyle Schwarber's going to go. <clears throat> I think they'll send him too I because think I think t- – send him off. Because I think bat-wise, Ian Happ can do what Kyle Schwarber can do, but Ian Happ is Ian a way Happ better base as, runner and a way better defender. He wasn't as impressive as I thought he was going to be, though, You didn't think so? He was a 24-home run guy. I Phenomenal know. defense. I know, but I don't know. Like, I think 
I don't know. I think I had really high expectations of him. So when he disappointed me even a little bit, I got bummed out. Well, I think I know what you're saying. It's a high strikeout rate. Yeah. And I think Chili Davis can help with that a little bit. So it's kind of like, yes, like you're either striking out or hitting a home run. Like for me, that's not fun. Yeah. I think if I were the Cubs and I knew guys I was going to keep, I think I would want to keep Ian Happ because how hard he plays, how well he runs on the bases. And I think he plays the field. I like Ian Happ. He's Better right. than Albert Almore, I think, long term. Yeah. Plus, Ian's a switch hitter, and you've got to like that. Yeah. I mean, would it be crazy to think that Ian Happ couldn't be like your Dexter Fowler of the future? You've got a switch hitting so. guy. Ian Happ can play center field. You just need to tune him for, up. Yeah, I think you could. Um, Schwarber's a goner, I think, though. I mean, he he's not a good fielder. <clears throat> well, Schwarber needs to be gone, and if you're going to—I mean, if you're Schwarber, I think you kind of want to be gone. Yeah, of course. If, you know, that's some sort of deal where he could, like, be a Yankee— or be just like I would love to <laughs> That'd see be him. Cool if he was I'd a love to see him in pinstripes because New York's got a lot of Cubs, a yeah. lot of guys that play for him. Like that have him go fun. play with Starlin because you know they played together in 2015, and for him to know guys. But I don't know if the Yankees need him. No, they've got so a lot of good bats. You could see him. I, I don't know where he would go, but and I kind of think the same with Almora because I think I would take Ian Happ over Almora. But there's a there's a little bit written if the Cubs don't send off like a guy like Addison Russell or Javi Baez at some point. I hope not. I really, I mean, you have to know that all these aren't going to be like career Cubs, but not everyone's Derek Jeter. You know what I think Theo Epstein's going to do? Because the Cubs have a lot of great young talent. Sure. I think Theo's going to kind of, I think the market's going to dictate who he deals. Yeah. Because whoever, it's hard to say at this point what other teams are going to value. So when their data guys and their scouts go to look at him, if, you know, if, Javi Baez is valued more than Ian Happ because those are a couple guys that can hit for power and play second. And if Javi Baez is valued more, they'll send Javi. But oh, if Ian, I hope they don't but if, send Javi If Ian's Javi valued anywhere. more, I think they'll send Ian. And I think that's a lot to do with bringing in Chili Davis and, um, you know, maybe David Ross is a bench coach. <laughs> um but you're listening to The Greatest Show on Dirt. Thank you for listening. Cubs prediction next year. We think they'll win the National League Central. So do the Cubs win the NL Central next year? They do. They do. So you got a Milwaukee Brewers team that's up and coming. You think the Cubs can still hold them off? Yeah, I do. I predict them to win as well. Yeah. And I think we could see the Cubs in the NLCS again next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was Dodgers-Cubs next year in LCS. Yeah, that could be fun again and this time have a better. Could you imagine going back to back to back? Oh, you know what that reminds me of? That would be so much like the Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks, like yeah. all those years, yeah. like just facing off. Like that could be fun. That's like classic people are really going to start hitting the Dodgers. That's, I mean, at that point, like you're getting into a huge drive. I feel like that's sure. an old like Giants Dodgers stuff when they would just like meet in the postseason all the time. Yeah, that would be that could be fun. Huge. And um, then the Cardinals just fall off because I don't think they're going to have a chance for a while. The Cardinals are definitely, I think, <laughs> in a rebuilding stage. I wonder if they'll bring back their coach, Mike I don't Matheny. Know. I know a lot of people I think were skeptical of just kind of how he was as a manager. Um, maybe not so much fun in the clubhouse. Sure. But they're bringing in a lot of young guys like Tommy Pham, Dexter Fowler, so that'll help out a lot. But I wish that one team would just hire me to be like their hype girl. I would be a lot of fun. I could just go to different ball, like different locker rooms and just be like, you played awesome! Wait, or I could like talk junk to like the opposite teams and I maybe think it could be a lot of fun. Maybe Studios, The Greatest Show on the Dirt kind of turns into that. Maybe. We have players on here, then before we know it, we're in clubhouses. Yeah, I probably we're should. We're counseling them yeah. on like how to interact with the media, how to interact just, with no, teammates. No, no, I don't we even, can teach them to play pranks on other teammates. That's what I'm saying. I just <clears> want to be their hype girl. I want to show yeah. them how to like create chaos because you know, I really want to bring positive attention <clears> back to baseball. For sure, for sure. You know when Greg Maddox was uh, 
a Chicago Cub. Uh-huh. There were players like in the hot tub or like in the ice tub, and he'd just pee in it. <laughs> what? And he would like pee on people in the showers. Okay, well that's not what I'm that, going to that, do. That's not what you want to do. That's oh yeah, I'm going to take a different approach. So no urine. No or urine. Def- less or none. None. <laughs> no. no. So no R. Kelly style stuff. That'll get you no thrown urine. in jail. Yes, this no is the greatest show on dirt. That will get you completely tossed. All thanks right? for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys probably in a couple days. We'll go over a game. Five recap right now. The Dodgers are three. Houston's nothing. As I predicted. Dodgers got three in the first off. Dallas Keuchel and Clayton Kershaw. You heard it as here. As we predicted, it's probably going to be on. I said Clayton Kershaw would go seven and a third. I've got Clayton Kershaw go seven Don't and a third. Don't say we. You heard it here. World Series predictions. Dodgers win. Astros do not win. Yes, yes. Greatest show on dirt. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time.